let's go on our feet as we just worship God with this song. <clears throat> Jesus, we enthrone you. We proclaim you our King. Where's the keyboard, please? Let's just worship God and bring God's fresh presence to this place. Jesus, we enthrone you. We proclaim you are King. We stand in hell, stand in hell, in the midst of hell. We lift you high, we lift you high, with our prayer. And we worship, and we worship. Build your throne and as we walk, worship build. Build your throne and as we walk, worship build your throne. Come, Lord Jesus, and say your praise. And as we worship, and as we worship, oh Lord, we worship you. Lord, we give you praise. And as we worship, we worship you, we build your throne, oh Lord. And as we worship, we build your throne. Come, Lord Jesus, and say, your place, come, Lord Jesus, and take your place. Come, Lord Jesus, and take your place. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, we have worshipped. You can please have your seat. Within the short period that we have, we will be quickly discussing the title, The Law of Harvest. We will be using this topic to do a compliance review of the precept for this year. At the beginning of the year, the Lord said, follow me, follow peace with all men, and holiness with that which no man shall see the Lord. in holiness unto the Lord. Am I fully prepared to see the Lord? Am I fully prepared for heaven? Or I am preparing for hell? You cannot be on the fence. Is it that you are preparing for heaven? You are preparing for hell. And failure to be holy, to follow peace with all men, 
you are preparing for where? For hell. That is the truth. So we need to consider this topic and see, are we truly just coming and going without a change? And we expect that when Jesus comes, we go with him? God forbid, we should not deceive ourselves. And that's why the Holy Spirit wants us to go through this topic. Galatians 6, 7-9, we see the law of harvest being expatiated in that scripture. Galatians 6, 7-9 Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever, whatsoever, anything, a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Whatever you do in this world, whether good or bad, holy or sinful, it's a seed that you are planting. Whether you like it or not, you are going to reap it. Some you will reap ear on heart, even though you are born again. But you have done stuff. Some you will reap in heaven or in hell. Everything you are doing on this earth is a seed you are planting. You are going to reap it. And a smart sower, we know that I have to plant a good seed of yam, a good seed of maize, so that when the harvest comes, this grain that will be produced will look like the seed. The type of seed you sow will determine the type of harvest you are going to receive. Job 4.8 Even as I have seen, they that plow iniquity, they that commit sin, they that sow wickedness, they reap the same. Are you sowing holiness? Or you are sowing unholiness? Osea 10, 12 to 13. Osea 10, 12 to 13. Sow to yourself in righteousness. You see the first verse that we read. Said you sow iniquity, wickedness, you reap the same. Now, Osea 10 said, sow to yourself in what? In righteousness. And what do you reap? Mercy. Break up your fallow ground. For it is time to seek the Lord. Till he come and reach righteousness upon you. And in verse 13. Ye have plowed wickedness. Ye have reaped iniquity. The type of seed you sow is the type of harvest you have. Ye have eaten the fruit of lies. 
And the Bible says, the devil is the father of all liars. How many lies have we told since January to date? Let's not look at before January. Our review is from when? January to date. Because thou didst trust in thy way in the multitude of thy mighty men. Proverbs 11.18 Proverbs 11.18 The wicked worketh a deceitful work, but to him that soweth righteousness shall be a sure reward. To him that soweth righteousness shall be a sure reward. And in James 3.12 James 3.12 The type of seed is what you, you sow, is what you are going to reap. James 3.12 says, Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries? Either a vine figs so can no fountain but ye salt water and fresh. There is no double harvest. If in January you sow bad seed, what do you reap? Bad seed. If in February you sow good seed, what do you reap? Good seed. The size of the harvest is always more than the size of the seed sown. That's the second principle I want to learn on this law. The size of the harvest is dependent on the size of the seed that you sow. Osea 8-7. Osea 8-7. For they have sown the wind, and they shall reap the wild wind. I told you before, when you go to the farm and you sow just one grain of maize, what are you expecting after three months? A bunch of maize. You are expecting grains, not one. If you sow one grain, and by the time you get to the farm three months after, after you've done the weeding, and you see only one, what will you do? Say, no, this is not a productive land. So whatever you are sowing, decides when the harvest comes, will be corresponding. Number three, the harvest is unavoidable. You can't run from the harvest, whether good seed or bad seed. You don't say, oh God, please forget those bad seeds I sow. Just remember only the good seed. <laughs> but you have sowed it. Sorry. You reap it. You cannot bribe your way out. You can't even pray your way out. You cannot bribe your way out. Whatever you sow, you are going to reap. Colossians 3.25 but he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he has done. And there is no respect of person. In the Message Bible, it said, Being a follower of Jesus does not cover up for your bad work. And yes, I am saved. That you now reap what you have sown. 
You sow bad seed. You will reap it. See that you are a child of God. And you sow a bad seed. Sorry, you are going to... Many of us Christians, we are Christian now. You are still reaping some bad seed you sowed in those days. I remember someone very precious to me. Not born again. But when he was still in the world, he said he slept with different kind of girls. They were making competition. How many girls have you slept with? He said he, can't, he couldn't count. <laughs> but after he got born again, FTD struck. And he battled with it. The seed you sow, you will reap it. That you are born again does not exempt you from some seed you have sown. You will reap it. You may not have a lot of effect on the one you have sown past. You go pray, you make restitution. By the way, you can make restitution and God will reverse this harvest. Many of us, when you hear teachings like restitution, you hide. No, it's no longer possible again. Whatever you stole, if you don't return it, you will be under the punishment of it, even though you are born again. You know you did something bad. Go do the right thing. That's what the Bible says. The moment Zacchaeus, Jesus got to the house of Zacchaeus, Jesus did never ask him, what have you done? Holy Spirit convicted him. He said, everything I have stolen, I give back how many times? Four times. That's the only way to, to avoid the harvest that you don't imagine you are going to get because you know you have sown a bad seed in the past. Now, like I said, I'm concentrating on the January till now. What are the seeds you have sown from January till this time? Many of us are sowing seed now that our children will pay for. If you see a father that goes to get drunk and had an accident and the children were going to fine school, doing things, they have money, who is going to feed the pain immediately? The man or the children? The children. One of us are taking some steps now that you are sowing bad seed for your generation. When Gehazi told a lie and he went to take that stuff from Naaman, he never knew he was about to, to sell off the destiny of his children. Before he knew it, all his generation became what? Lepers. When Abraham went to compromise the plan of God, and he went into Ish, to that woman and brought forth Ishmael, he never knew it was going to be the foundation of terrorist attack in the world today. Whatever you sow, you will reap. So I want to ask you, my brothers and sisters, since January, let's not look at before January. Have you been sown the seed of holiness or the seed of sin? Have you been sown the seed of obedience or the seed of disobedience? 
Have you been sowing the seed of peace, harmony, or the seed of war, quarreling and fighting, even among believers? Is all the fighting, all the quarreling, is this centered around you? Are you the source of that evil happen to people? Have you been sowing the seed of mercy, of compassion, or the seed of wickedness? Have you been sowing the seed of love, or the seed of hatred, bitterness, malice, backbiting? You know that. You are going to reap it. Have you sown the seed of malice, of backbiting? You have sown the seed of hatred, the seed of unforgiveness. You sow it, you reap it. You can't avoid it. Have you sown the seed of lies, the seed of deceit, or the seed of truthfulness and honesty? When Abraham was sowing the seed of lies, he said, no, it's my sister, not my wife. What happened? He repeated in the song. The song told exactly the same lie. He repeated even in the grandson. He said, no, father, I am his son. I am not Jacob. Lies beget lies. Many of us today, we are still paying for the bad seed our parents sowed. Are you sowing the seed of winning souls for Christ? Or you are sowing the seed of sending people away from Christ? You know some people do that? That when people see what you do, say, eh, so this is how Christians behave. I will not come to die your church. You can do this. You can say this, sister. Ah, no, no, no. I will not come to that your church. Or some people say, no, I will not. If this is the way you guys did do things here, I'm going. I'm on my way. You are supposed to be sowing the seed of winning souls. You are sowing the seed of sending people away. You will reap it. Have you been sowing the seed of humility or the seed of pride? Have you been sown the seed of service unto the Lord? Or the seed of lukewarmness or complacency? You don't care whatever they say. Let me just come and go. You will reap the same thing. Are you committed to the service of God? <laughs> Something happened this morning. I will not mention that there. And I mentioned it to my, my wife immediately. As I was coming. For you to know, this choir in church here, Choir is supposed to be here and the technical by 11.30. And as I was parking, I saw his sister going. She was late. And I saw her carrying something and running. Running. That is what? Commitment. We passed off discipline that sister if she doesn't come the right time. No. I saw her I'm late. I'm running. God sees everything. When you see some people, that people are just ready to serve them. It's because they have served. Whatever you sow, you will say, I don't see anybody around me. Who have you blessed? Who were you there to make sure things get done for? 
you help people, then you get helpers. You show mercy, then you see mercy coming all the way for you. You show favor, you see the favor of God, you, don't, you can't explain how it is coming. But you have sown the seed. It is automatic. Are you sowing the seed of joy or the seed of sorrow? Are you a source of joy or a source of sorrow? Are you sowing Galatians 5, 22 to 25, which is the fruit of spirit? Or you are sowing Galatians 5, 19 to 21, the works of flesh? When you read Romans 1, 29 to 32, Romans 1, 29 to 32, I will not read everything, it talks about what you can sow. Now in 32, it says, Who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death? Those are bad seed. Not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Well, of course, you don't do some things. But when you see people doing it, instead of correcting them, you turn your eyes. You will encourage them to do it. It's a seed. You will reap it. Good seed is sacrificial. I will tell you that. Good seed is what? Sacrificial. You got to pay for something. But the reward justifies the price you pay for it. In Psalm 126, verse 5, it says, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. So whatever you are doing, you feel the pain. Go ahead. But you know, this is the will of God. Please don't stop. You may not get the physical reward from people. Please don't stop. Once you know this is the will of God, this is what the Bible says I should do. Please don't allow anybody to make you stop doing what is good. Galatians 6, 9 that we read. Say, let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season, not your season, but the season of God, we shall reap if you don't stop sowing the good seed. Let us quickly consider the examples of people in this Bible that sowed some seed and what they reap. I'll start with good seed. Joseph, in Genesis 37, sowed the seed of holiness via honesty, commitment, and forgiveness. And what did he reap? He reaped favor in Potiphar's house. He reaped promotion, even in Potiphar's house and in prison. And he reaped promotion in the old nation of Egypt because he sowed commitment unto the God of his father. See, how will I do this? And sin against who? Against God. The God that he couldn't see. The God they don't even worship in Egypt. But he said, no, I am committed to that God. Are you committed to God in that secret place of yours? He reaped double portion of blessing. He was the only one giving two tribes in Israel. Ephraim and Manasseh. 
root. Sow the seed of holiness through dedication until I believe what the husband thought her before she died. Say, no, Ruth, I will follow, I will follow you. Told the, the, the mother-in-law, wherever you go, that's where I will go. She saw the seed of obedience, of humility, of submission to the God of the mother-in-law. And what did she reap? She became the part of the grand, great-great-grandmother of our Lord Jesus Christ. Abraham in Genesis 12 and 22, chapter 12 and chapter 22, sowed the seed of holiness through commitment, through persistence. So the seed of obedience, let's pick that for Abraham. He sowed the seed of obedience to the work, to the instruction of God. Abraham, leave your country and go. Abraham, go sacrifice your son. Immediately he went. What did he reap? He reaped everlasting covenant of blessing. That's why you see, whatever they do to Israel, that nation is going to stand. They tried to suppress it, but miraculously, the Lord brought it back to prepare it for the end time. Elisha sowed the seed of persistent service unto the Lord. Elijah said, stop here. No, I will not stop. Stop here, I will not stop. Stop here, I will not stop. And at the end, the Bible says, he reaped the double portion of the anointing upon Elijah. David, very, very interesting man. The man happened to sow good two seeds. Let's use that as an example. In Second Samuel 7, David sowed passion for the house of God. He said, how can I be staying in a house and God is staying in one, uh, one small shelf? No, I'm going to build a house for my God. But God said, sorry, you have killed too much. You're not going to build. But do you know what David did? David provided everything needed for the house. He said, I will not build the house, but I will make sure I prepare. Many of us say, oh God, how can you be insulting me this way? Many of us will say that. Say, God, can you say, I want to build a house for you, man. You say, I should not build. Yes, God, you don't know good thing. David said, no, I should not build. God, I will obey you. But everything needed, I will provide. He bought everything needed for that house. And what did he reap? He reaped everlasting kingship throne in Israel. The, one, the precious, the, probably the most precious name you can ever hear in Israel today is what? David. And in fact... Jesus Christ called who? The son of David. What did he sow? Passion for the work of God. He sow quality praise. A life of praise unto the Lord. Now let's go to bad seed. I believe you are picking your home. Which seed are you sowing? Judas Iscariot sowed the seed of betrayal. Of unfaithfulness. Of covetousness, of materialism. And what did he reap? He reaped rejection. He reaped shameful death and eternal destruction. If you look at the case of Judas, it was not even God that rejected Judas Iscariot first. Who rejected him? The people he colluded with. He wanted to give them the money. He said, No, we are not taking it. This is the money of blood. Sorry. 
So don't, don't go and form alliance with the devil. <laughs> it was rejected. Shameful death and everlasting destruction. It sold unfaithfulness, betrayal, and lack of commitment unto his God. It sold conventiousness. Many of us are sowing that seed. It sold materialism. Is that the seed you are sowing? You better watch it. Ananias and Sapphira. In Acts chapter 5, they sowed the seed of what? The seed of what? I wanted to say it. That you don't think that there are some small seed. They sowed the seed of what? They told they lied. They did not commit murder. They did not fornicate. It was not adultery. But the seed of what? Who killed them? Peter? The Holy Spirit killed them. <laughs> and you, know, you, can, you can imagine how you play with the Holy Spirit. They sowed the seed of lies. And immediately, they paid for it with their life. They are in hell now. They reap instant judgment from the Lord. Now, our brother David, for you to know that as you are sowing good seed, you are sowing bad seed, you will reap on both sides. Don't say, oh, I'm only sowing... Oh, okay. Somebody said, oh, why can't God just look at I've sold because, okay, it was one of the, the plays that children presented. See, but if you look at the weight of sin I've committed, I commit 10%, uh, at least I did some stuff that are good, but 90% bad. So, God, you should consider that, right? But sorry. Whatever you sow, what happened? David sowed the seed of adultery, of murder, and disobedience. Did God overlook it? No. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sow, that shall he reap. What did David reap? He reaped incest in his own family. Amnon committed incest. His son, Absalom, slept with his wife. Whatever you sow, you will reap. Now, when you look at it very well, immediately Nathan told David that, David, you are the one that committed the sin. What did David do? David said, I am sorry, Lord, I am sorry. But before he finished, Nathan said, God has forgiven you. But that does not stop him from reaping the seed. In fact, God's part of what God declared to David, that sword cannot, will not cease in your household. That is the fight you see that Israel is having tomorrow. Because of what? Because of adultery. You kill somebody, you know, I told you the, 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 the seed is corresponding to the harvest. David killed. God said, sword will not depart from your household. That's the way it works. Watch what you're sowing. I've told you that of Abraham. Let's do a complex review and we close. We need to do a personal examination of ourselves. I'm sure you have been doing that in the course of this message. It is easy for you to hide your own assessment, but you are excited when somebody else 
is being assessed. Just like I cannot see if there's anything on my face now, probably there's a part of my face, probably I didn't remember to remove something. All of you see it. But can I see it? No. But God said in Second Corinthians 13:5, examine yourself. Not examine your brother. As many of us we are eager to do that. Examine yourself. Are you only, are you at peace with all men? In our text for the year, Hebrews 12, 14, it says, follow peace with all men. When you read New King James Version, it said, pursue peace with all men. He has been said, strive, strive to be at peace with all men and holiness with God. And other translation, I believe, New Living Translation, it said, you should make all effort. Make every effort. In other words, it does not just happen. Holiness does not just happen. <laughs> there are things you have to do as Christians for you to know that yes, I'm on the right path. That is how to examine yourself. Does your supervisor just say, okay, let me just remember what you have done this year. Okay, you are good. No. You want to see what? Facts. You must be able to write that. Let me ask you the first question. Can you make a list of deliberate steps you have taken? The price you have paid. The decision you have made since the beginning of this year. That this year, I want to do this so that I will be holy. Can you make a list of the steps you have taken? If you have not, <laughs> you better reposition yourself. And don't just come and be watching bench. When God called us to holiness, it's because God is up to something. You better be prepared for the change God is bringing away. The grace to be holy, I can tell you, is in this house. The grace to walk at peace with all men is in this house. Because God has declared this year, don't joke with it. Take the step that you need to take. What effort have you made to stop that thing? You say it's my weakness. Whether weakness or no weakness, you have to pay for every seed you sow. Are you dealing with your weaknesses or your weaknesses is still dealing with you? Hebrews 12, 1. We are foreseen, we also have compassed about with so great a cloud of witness. Let us lay aside every weight of sin. All those weight of sin that does so easily beset you. Those things are unnoticed for others, but known unto God. Those small, small things, lies, small, small things. He said, let us lay aside every weight of sin that easily beset us. Pastor does not see that sin. Your wife does not even see it. It goes on in your heart. What have you done to stop it? Which step have you taken to stop it? Which decision have you made to stop it? God is calling us to a definite, a definite step. 
that we need to take. That we'll be at peace. Those persons you have not forgiven, have you taken a step to go to them and reconcile? Have you made calls? Don't waste the grace to be holy. The grace to be at peace with all men that is in this house this year. Remember, you cannot hide anything from God. Philippians 4.13, we all quoted. It said, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. If you claim you can do all things, yes, you can be great. Then claim you can live above that your weaknesses, your weight of sin also. 1 Corinthians 10.13. Let's use that and we'll see how, what are the steps you need to take? How can you take this step? Let's help ourselves. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to tell us. When I ask you, what decision have you taken? Of course, I say, which decision I need to take? I've given my life. Yes, you have given your life. Wonderful. But there are steps you need to take. God will not do that, take that step for you. You need to take it yourself. Look at 1 Corinthians 10, 13. It says, there is no temptation taking you, but as, as is common to man. But God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but will with the temptation. Also do what? Make a way of escape that she may be able to bear it. So that's a way of escape. And I'm going to be giving you seven ways of escape. How you make effort. The steps you need to take. You don't leave it to chances. No! What are the deliberate steps you need to take so that you will sow only good seed of holiness and peace with all men and not bad seed? Number one, you must be born again. You have been hearing this many times. But please, I beg you, if you are not born again, you have not started at all. And you don't have, you have zero grace to live in holiness. Let me tell you that. You are not born again. What do you have? Zero grace to live in holiness. Say, but I'm good now. I'm good. At least I give. Yes, unbelievers give. Unbelievers, there are moralists among them. You know that? There are some unbelievers that will never, that will never take bribe. You know that? So don't say, oh yes, I'm, I'm, I'm saved. No. You must be born again. You must accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. And let him come to your heart. Then you have the grace to be holy. So if you are not holy, you are among God. Sorry, you cannot be holy. The first thing is for you to settle it with God. And if you are backsliding, you are once born again. But because of something, you fell. What does the Bible say you should do? Come back. That's number one. Number two, engage the word of God. Study the word of God. Believe the word of God. Confess it. Everything is said about you. And obey it completely. That's the second step you take. In Psalm 119 verse 9. New Living Translation said, How can a young person stay pure? Pay attention to this. How can a young person be holy? 
By what? Obeying the word of God. It's as simple as that. Someone say, okay, I don't even know this holiness there. Say, I don't know the meaning. It means complete obedience to every instruction of who? God. Psalm 119 verse 11. Say, that word as I eat in my heart. What did you hide in your heart? What did you hide in your heart? Why? That I might not sin against you. And you are running from the Bible. How will you be able to hold it? It didn't say read. Study. Meditate on it. Confess it. Study the word of God and be fully loaded with it. So that you can counter every form of temptation that comes. By the way, you cannot stop being tempted. <laughs> the only person the devil does not tempt is who? Who? The dead man. For as long as you are still alive, you are going to be tempted. When Jesus was at, at his peak of his anointing, I don't know, you, many of us you are greatly anointed here. At the peak of fasting, the devil came to what? To tempt him. When he said, and how did he overcome? It is written. Engage the power, the weapon of it is written. But what you don't study, what you don't know, can you make use of it? No. If by the time temptation comes, the only thing you are remembering is your, is your simulation in the office. <laughs> you take time to simulate, to calculate the simulation. But you don't take time to study the word of God. When temptation comes, <laughs> simulation will fail you. Newspaper will fail you. Cricket will fail you. When temptation comes, only the Bible can rescue you. Renew your mind through constant study of the Word of God. Romans 12, 1 to 2. Let's see another way of escape. Number four. Another way of escape. See, that should be number three, right? That's number three. Deny yourself, be disciplined and determined. God will not do this for you. In Matthew 16, 24, he said you should take up your cross. Deny yourself and follow me. You got to do it yourself. Don't say, I can't do it. You do it yourself. Be disciplined. Deny yourself. Not everything that is good is good for you. It may be good for others, but not for you. 1 Corinthians 6.12 says, All things are lawful unto me, but not all things are what? Expedient. Please know yourself. Know your area of weakness and deal with it like you deal with the devil. And stop saying, oh, this weakness, this is my weakness, this is my weakness. No! God wants to help you, but you must help yourself by taking the right step. Make a covenant like Job did concerning your weaknesses. You know what Job did? In Job 31, 1. He said, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a young woman. Now, who will do that for you? Is it Jesus? 
You have to make up your mind. What used to tempt you? Make up your mind, I will not eat this food again. Why is it that every time I'm fasting? That is when the, somebody will bring this food in the office and I will break the fast at 9 o'clock. No, anytime the person is bringing it, say, I refuse to take it. When the person brings the food, say, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. <laughs> you have to do it. You have to do it. You don't joke with your destiny. You see somebody behaving funny anyhow around you anyhow. You rebuke the, I rebuke you. You know, Jesus rebukes Brother Peter. Remember? He rebuked Peter because the devil was talking to Peter. Mind the friends that you have. Many of us, we need to stop being friends to some people because they are the ones luring you to that thing. You need to stop being friends to some people. God will not do this for you, brethren. You have to do it for yourself. His grace is sufficient, more than sufficient. Judas Iscariot was with Jesus, but what happened at the end? He fell. Because Judas Iscariot did not deal with conventional spirit. He did not deal with materialism in him. Follow Jesus' prescription, which is said in Matthew 5, 27-30. He if it is your high that will make you to go to hell, what do you do with the high? Remove it. If it is your hand, cut it. It didn't say take the hand for massage. No. That is how hard you should be with your sin. With anything making you to commit sin. You know that this is the area of my weakness. Cut it off completely. Don't smell sin. Let's take the next one. Flee all appearance of evil. First Thessalonians 5.22 Abstain from all appearance of evil. By the way, temptation is not sin. But falling to temptation is what? Sin. So don't start asking for forgiveness when you are yet to fall. No. Let's look at the example of Sister Eve. Eve did not commit that sin until she ate it. But she started from looking. Oh, this fruit is good. It's wonderful. It's beautiful to behold. After looking, what happened? I believe she went to smell it. Oh, wonderful fruit. And she was smelling it. Wonderful fruit. Wonderful fruit. Before you know it, it got to the stomach. Stop looking at sinful appearances. Stop it. If, if, stop it at the point of looking, the devil will have lost that day. Yes or no? Yes. It's not God that would do it for you, brethren. He has given you the grace, but you have to do it for yourself. James 1, 13 to 16. Say, when you are tempted, don't say, oh, it is God tempting me. No, it's the devil. And God has given you the grace to overcome it. I need to round up now. So please keep a secure distance from all things that is making you to commit sin. Now number five, do not cover your sin. Confess it and repent immediately. Proverbs 28.13 He that covereth his sin shall not prosper. Whoso confesseth and forsake them shall have mercy. Stop playing with fire. Rapture can come anytime. I wonder how you see a child of God. 
that will go and commit what we call deliberate sin, willful sin. I will say, when I finish, I will come and ask for forgiveness. What of if you die while doing that, committing that sin? What of if Jesus Christ comes? That's how Paul said, there's something that should not be mentioned among believers at all. He was telling the Corinthian church, something should not be mentioned at all. Brethren, it is time we take this God serious. He's a loving father, but also a consuming fire. Stop joking with God. Like David, please begin to hone up to your sin. You know you have made mistake. Don't you you can hide from all of us, including your wife or your husband. Do you know that? You can hide sin from your husband, your even though it's not good, because your husband, your wife, it should be your prayer partner. You should expose yourself. But you can still hide it. But can you hide from God? Confess your sin and repent immediately. Number six, be busy for the Lord and not for the devil. You want to sow good seed? Be busy for the Lord and not for the devil. Brother David, when he was supposed to be at war, what was he doing? He was relaxing. I believe he was drinking tea. And he was standing on the top of the house. He saw what he should not see. And before he saw it, before you know it, he started doing what he should not do. Before you know it, he saw the seed of sword in his household up to tomorrow. Because of what? He was not busy for the Lord. Read Second Samuel eleven one for you to hear that that is very correct. Say, and it came to pass after the year was expired, at the time when when kings go fight battle, at the time when kings supposed to go and fight battle, what was Brother David doing? That David sent Joab and his servant with him, all Israel, that they should go and destroy the Ammon and besiege. But David tarried still at Jerusalem. And because he tarried still at Jerusalem, he committed sin at Jerusalem. And he caused destruction for his generation. Be busy for the Lord. Many of us who have been saying, come and serve God. If you look at it, let's just do the examination. Many of us, some things you have done that you regret. You did it when you are supposed to be in church. Because at that time, you are, anything you are doing when you're supposed to be in church, that's a church service, a prayer meeting going, you are elsewhere. It is not that what you can avoid to come here. The devil will package everything that will make you to commit sin. Why God package that you will escape that sin when you are praying? But you are elsewhere. Be busy for the Lord. And finally, engage the help of the Holy Spirit. And get the help of who? The Holy Spirit. Prayerfully and consciously depend on Him daily to help you. Zechariah 4, 6 says, Not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. And let me say this. If you are baptized with the Holy Spirit and you are speaking in tongues, please engage that gift to stay above Him. When you see any temptation coming, even if you don't re- you remember any scriptures, start to speak in tongues. And you see how the Holy Spirit will come, like a wind. 
And what looks so, that is luring you, because what? You, you ate it with passion. Holy Spirit does that for you. And if you are not baptized yet, please, when I mean baptized in the Holy Spirit, it means baptized with the evidence of speaking in tongues, like the disciple had. Please pray until you receive it. Like you pray for healing. You have to pray for what? For the baptism of the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues. Look at what Jesus said, and we round up there. In Luke 11, 13. If ye then be evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children. How much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask of Him? You have to ask for Him until you, are, you receive the power. Jesus said, but you shall receive the power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. The Holy Ghost comes, then the power comes with it, with evidence of speaking in tongues. And you receive power to live above sin. You receive power to study the Word of God. Many of us, when we study the Word of God, we do intellectual journey, not revelational journey. Because what? You are yet to receive the power that comes with the evidence of speaking in tongues. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Let's be on our feet. If you are here, you are not born again. I'll give you only one minute. Or you are backsliding. Please make up your mind now. I've told you, you can never be holy if you are not born again. You are here, you know you are not born again. Please, I want to raise up here. I want to pray with you. Just to pray with you. You know you want to get it right with God. You are always falling and rising. The same thing you said you will not commit yesterday, you are committing today. Please raise up. Every heart is closed. You know you are not born again. Please raise up your hand. I want to pray with you. You know if Jesus comes today, you are not going with him. Raise up your hand. Let me pray with you. And you receive Christ unto your heart. Is there anybody there? You know your way is not right with God. Let's get to that so that we help you to be, to be holy. Without it, you cannot be holy. If someone is praying that prayer, please pray in your heart. I say, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life unto you today. I give my heart unto you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And the rest of us, I want us to pray. That please, Father, help me. Every weight of weakness in my life. Every sin I still struggle with. I receive grace to overcome them. Go ahead and pray that prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Please take your seats. Now it's your time for us to come to the Lord's table. As all of you know, Lord's table is not a ritual. This is the church ordinances, which reminds us of the Passover, which was happened in the Old Testament time, when Moses brought the Israelites out of Egypt. There was the Passover. So it was remembered throughout the life of the history of the Old Testament saints. And the same thing, 
it was happened in the during the time of jesus christ as he was before his crucifixion on the passover day in the night jesus did it as a remembrance and also made a new covenant and uh, taught to his disciples so it is recorded in all three gospels matthew mark and luke and but paul was giving a more detail about it in first corinthians chapter 10 and chapter 16 of first chapter 11 but the though different there are different terms are used the lord supper communion or breaking of bread and it all seems to be the symbolized in all things it is coming in union we as a children of god those who are born again accepted jesus christ as the lord and savior repented of your sin as an evident you confessed and gone through the baptism and you are testified and when we are coming together and we are also coming together with god that is come in union with god come in union by ourselves and also with the lord the elements what is used is the bread and the grape juice the bread the unleavened bread represents the body of christ and the grape juice represents the blood of christ and the purpose is there are many things has to remember in this and it is to be remembered until the lord's coming and this has to be proclaimed until the lord's coming so we are all increased to remember the death of christ and we are also increased to proclaim the death of christ until it comes and we all having a great hope as a born again christian that our lord is going to come and the very purpose we sitting here is prepare ourselves as long as god keeps us in this earth prepare ourselves to meet the lord as he comes amen let's close our eyes gracious father we thank you and we praise you for the wonderful time that you given to us to come into the lord's table to take part in this lord we praying bless the bread and the wine in the name of your son jesus christ help us to remember by taking this lord remember your body and also the blood which was shed on our behalf before 2000 years ago on the cross dear father as you are coming together help us to remember your death your burial and the resurrection and your coming and also reminds us to proclaim this gospel to the world as we are in this world lord once again we commit your children those who are taking part in this let this you coming in union with this take part in this table of father refreshes our spirit and also in our life so that we will glorify you by thanking you in jesus precious name we pray once again it's for god children those who are obey the lord and accept the lord jesus christ as their lord and savior and when their ashes are guiding you please cooperate with them come quickly as the time is very short for you
above all powers, above all kings, above all nature and all created things, above all wisdom and all the ways of man. Above all things, above all nature and all created things, above all wisdom and all the ways of man, you were here before the world began. Above all kingdoms, above all thrones, above all wonders the world has ever known, above all wealth and treasures of the earth, there's no way to measure what your word crucified laid behind the throne you live to die rejected and alone like a rose trampled on the ground you took the fall and thought of me above all above all power above all Above all nature and all created things, above all wisdom and all the ways of man, you were here before the world began. Above all kingdoms. Above all thrones, above all wonders the world has ever known, above all wealth and treasures of the earth, there's no way to measure what your worth. Crucified, laid behind the throne, you live to die, rejected and alone like a rose, 
trampled on the ground, you took the fall, and thought of me above all, crucified, laid behind the throne, you Rejected all alone like a rose, trampled on the ground, you took the fall, and thought of me above all, crucified, laid behind the stone, you live to die, rejected and alone, like a rose, trampled on the ground, you took the fall, and thought of me above all, like a rose, trampled on the ground, you took the fall, and thought of me, above Even as we remain in an attitude of prayer, let's still stand as we come to the close of the service. Just reflect on your life, especially those of you who have participated in the Lord's table. How has your life been? God has asked us to examine our lives twice today we have been asked in the message and during the Lord's table examine yourself 1st Corinthians chapter 11 28 let a man examine himself 2nd Corinthians chapter 13 verse 5 examine yourself take a minute just take a minute talk to God talk to God thank him Thank Him for what He has done in your life. Thank Him for everything that God is to you. And if you need correction, tell Him. Where you need correction, tell Him. Because you need to take that step. God is there to forgive. But you need to tell Him that. You need to take that step. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. 
Thank you, Father God, that today you have again told us that we need to examine ourselves. You don't want us to be lost. You are giving us a chance once again. And Father God, we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you have spoken to us today, Lord. Ask us to examine ourselves. And even as we have shared in your table, Lord, help us, Lord Father, to come to your table, not as a ritual, Lord Father, but remembering that sacrifice that has brought life into our lives, Lord Father. Father God, help us not to take any of this for granted, but to truly be appreciative of that which you have done for us. We thank you, we praise you. Thank you, Father God, for every person you have used this day, Lord Father. Thank you, Father God, for your messenger of the word, Lord Father. We ask that your further anointing be poured upon him, that you will continue to speak to him and through us, to, to us, Lord Father, through him. We ask, Lord, that you be with each and every one of us. We thank you, we praise you. Even as we depart from this place and move on, Lord Father, we ask that during this week, guide us, speak to us, prompt us, correct us, Lord Father. Touch us to lead us, Lord. We commit ourselves into your hands. We just surrender ourselves into your hands, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Holiness, peace, Amen. Step out in holiness.